1: Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marcia Collier. And if you want to call us, we're at 877-474-3302. Marsha's got the rest of the afternoon off. Got a uh, fascinating guest right now that we're going to talk to about publishing the book. And, and this is a uh, young lady who I dearly love, is a uh, best friend of my daughter's, and her name is Megan Karish. Ma- Megan, is a Karish? I want to make sure I did that right. Yep, that's right,
2: Mark.
1: You know, it's funny. I've known you all these years, and I've never pronounced your last name before. No,
2: that's
1: okay. Everybody, I think Ali still gets it wrong. Okay. Well, uh, and, you know, it's kind of funny. I, uh, and Megan and I have talked about this, a number of couple of years ago, I wrote a book. I uh, It's a vampire. Well, I wrote a book. I wrote about 30 pages of a book uh, and still have it in me, and one day I'm going to sit down and actually finish the book. And then, you you know, you're faced with this thing, yeah, it's great. i got this great book. What do I do with it? How do I get it published? And, you know, publishing today, as Megan can tell us, is a very difficult thing to get a book published. So you did something a little different. Your book is called Tales from My Hard Drive. So, first, tell us what the book's all
2: about. Okay. Um, yeah, I wrote a comedy, and uh, it was inspired by uh, my real life dating, internet dating um, experiences. And the book is about Melissa, who's a 40 year old writer who kind of ups and moves to Manhattan after finding her husband doing kind of unsightly things with another woman. Um, And in New York, she struggles kind of to find employment uh, because she's kind of considered old and over the hill in a very young and hip city. Uh, So she gets a job with a newspaper writing a column as an Internet dater. So she anonymously goes on these dates and uh, goes back and writes columns about them. Um, And she... We learn about her love life that way through her articles until she meets this guy, Ted, at a party who's kind of a wonderful, charismatic guy, but she's not really ready to commit to anybody, so she continues to date him while keeping her Internet dating job and kind of leads this covert double life. Um, She dates for money on the Internet and love in real life, and then the two lives kind of get entangled, and she ends in in quite a mess that she has to get herself out of.
1: Now, so how much of this book... You, you said it was based on your dating life. How much of this is, is real? And I, and I remember talking to you about this, and remember yeah. you saying a lot of this actually is real, even though it's a comedy.
2: Um on my uh, internet dating experience you know the book is the book is fiction but uh, I did have some crazy experiences that people who know me might find familiar in the novel
1: <laughs> <laughs> well all right I, I want to get back to some of what was some of these stories I'd love you to tell us you know we don't want to give away too much of the book because we want people to buy the book but right. you 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 went did you try the the publishing route where you went to Random House you did that what what, what were your steps in trying to get this published
2: um, I didn't go to publishers. I did send some query letters out to agents, um, but through you know through my research uh, online and you know looking up all these agents, you know I didn't have any actual connections in that world. I've never written anything before, and so many agents and publishers don't take unsolicited material, so you're kind of left out there on your own, and um, you know I didn't get responses to the query letters by and large, and they take months and months to respond, and um, I was a a little bit too eager for that process, so I thought, well, if I can get my book in the hands of the public, um, I can gain a following that way. You know, there's articles that come out all the time about people who started these, you know, um, self-published books and these self-marketing campaigns and ended up getting an agent or a publisher that way, and I decided that the door to that was was open, whereas the door to publishers and agents, because I'm an unknown, was completely closed.
1: Yeah, now, so you did what? How did you start the thought of, okay, well, you've written the book, obviously.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, what do you do to get this self-published? What are the steps?
2: Um, So I, I did some research on the different companies out there. There's some good websites, like Predators and Editors, kind of tells you who... What publishers out there might be scams and which ones aren't. And, you know, ultimately I came up with Amazon's company that's called CreateSpace. And, you know, it's, it's backed by the Amazon name. It was reasonably priced. And I read a lot of articles that their product was really good. So I called them up, basically. And, you know, they said, well, just set up an account with us, upload your files. And then from there, it's kind of a back-and-forth dialogue. Um, once I uploaded my files, they sent to me, well, they create an ISBN number for you. Mm-hmm. They'll copyright it for you if you haven't already done so. Um, and then they provide you with questionnaires like, what size do you want the book? What font do you want the book? What color do you want the paper? And, you know, you it's really exciting because, you know, you create your own book from scratch. Um, and they do give you recommendations as far as what the bookstores would want to see if you were to ever get it into a bookstore. So they send you questionnaires and you fill them out and then um they send you a mock-up of part of it and you make changes if you want to and then you send that back and then they send you proofs and it's just this kind of back and forth thing that can all be done online if you want it to or you know there are salespeople there that will answer any of your questions
1: it's and it's interesting my sister is an author and she's published some uh she's a uh, a oh gosh i just uh a, 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 uh th- Oh, my God, a nutritionist. I just went blank. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. And she's written some and she had uh, been published and she's got her books on CDs. But it's not you, you don't make a fortune doing this. no You know, it's unfortunately not, you know, the next big novel where you're making millions of dollars doing this. So can someone who self publishes make money doing this?
2: You know, it's hard to say. I think unknown writers use self-publishing to get a following and then get an agent or a publisher. But if you're a a known author, you can actually make a lot more money self-publishing. And I know that I read an article recently where there's a lot of known authors, including, I think, Stephen King, who are waiting for their contracts to run out so they can get the rights Hmm. back to their books and self-publish them because they'll make the royalties. I mean, they increase by a lot.
1: Well, yeah, that certainly makes sense. And if, you, as you say, if you do have a name, it gives you the ability to go in there and say, "I'm Stephen King. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to find Stephen King's next book if I really love his work." Right. And not so. How much does this cost to do?
2: So it depends um, on how much, uh, on how many services you really want from them. You know, a basic package for under, for well under a thousand dollars, you can get your book available in paperback. Um, on any number of online retail sites. But if you want them to do more for you, you know, you pay per service. For example, if you want them to copy edit it, then you pay extra. If you want mm. them to do the cover art, you pay extra. If you want expanded distribution or, um, uh, you know, all those things that you you end up paying extra for. So, you know, it depends. They do... the. The company that I use has a marketing service where they'll create a press release for you and distribute that to, you know, any number of local media and radio stations and newspapers. Um, so it depends kind of how much you want them to do, but it's not as costly as I thought going in.
1: So if you were to take all the bells and whistles and mm-hmm. wanted to do this, how much would you end up spending?
2: You could spend three. Let's see, I guess between two and five thousand dollars.
1: Okay, depending. and then. And then, you know, as I say, many of us sit out there and think we're authors and have books that we want to publish Mm -hmm. and and do. Um, How do you get the word out? I mean, this is one of the ways you're on my radio show, but uh, you know, how do you get the word out about your book? And and what's the best way? You're by I should say, by the way, Megan actually is brilliant. She's an attorney and she does this part time as a writer and also is also, if I recall right, a pretty good drummer. And and you. I guess. Uh, which is one of the things I want to talk to you about as a rock band when we're done with sure. this. But um, how do you get the word out?
2: So what I've started to do, you know, there's there's so many websites out there, and I, you know, I do more and more research all the time. Um, Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, of course, um, are ways to get it out. There's a website called Goodreads, and you can post ads on Goodreads for uh, a very little bit of money, and Goodreads has about 4 million members. So those ads go out to, I mean, just hundreds of thousands of people in a very short amount of time. And um, there's blogs out there. There's a blog called Fresh Fiction that that will um, write reviews on self-published books. Publishers Weekly does a segment for to review self-published books. There's book awards out there. I mean, there's just any number of websites that are dedicated. If you just Google, you know, self-published book reviews or self-published book blogs, I mean, there's tons on the internet that. That helps
1: you do it. Now, I noticed that, and the first thing I look for, because I never really pick up a book anymore, because everything for me is electronic now,
2: yeah. so
1: I noticed that there's a Kindle edition of that. How do yes. you get that to be a Kindle edition?
2: So that's just another service you can add um, to yours to your package. But you can do, if you want your book just available on a, um, any one of the ebook readers, you know, Barnes and Noble will do that for free. You can get it on you can upload your files, they'll convert them and get it onto the nook and I believe you don't have to pay any money huh. the, the Kindle it might be free, I can't remember, or it's it's you know less than a hundred dollars to upload your files and have them convert them into a Kindle format. The ebooks are you know wonderful mechanism. I sold more ebooks than I really thought that I would. So many people love the Kindle. <laughs> Right. Well,
1: it's a great device. I use my iPad for listening. I also have a Kindle. And to Mm me, although I have to say that if I ever really do get a book published, I would want the hardcover in my hand. Yeah, yeah. I want my picture on the book. I want to see my (laughs) face on the thing. You know, so that's kind of a fun thing to do. But Mm -hmm. this is a great experience. Are you going to write another book? What's your plan?
2: Oh absolutely. I am in the middle of writing my next book um, and you know depending what kind of response I get, you know the book that I wrote now has been on sale maybe a week so I'm still you know working on ways to market it all the time. but uh, you know I, I wouldn't be against self-publishing again, you know it's it's a really fun experience you know I, I created the whole thing from scratch and it's really nice to see and you know, if you can get enough people, like you know yourself and and friends, to help you out, and um, people get really excited for you for accomplishing this. So oh, yeah. you know, it's 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 really fun, and I, I I might do it again, depending if I you know. What happens with this book?
1: Well, hopefully this is a roaring success and the Random House and somebody, the big publishers will come to you for your next book. Uh, When we come back, I'm going to talk some more. Tell us a couple of little stories in there. uh, Okay. What is true? What is fiction? Uh, It's uh, about, it's called, uh, it's Megan Koresh, which is Tales from the Hard Drive. Uh, She self-published. She wrote the book and published it on the the Internet through Amazon. So that's very, very cool. Uh, We will be right back to talk about that. I don't know if we'll have enough time to get to the other really cool pitching stuff, uh, the chop from 1956, Ron Popiel, one of the first technology devices around. Uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. eight seven seven 474 3302 You're listening to Mark and Marsha on Computer and Technology Radio, WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio
0: with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier.
1: And we are back. Marsha is off for the rest of the show. She'll be back with us next week, as always. Uh, We're talking to Megan Keresh, who is the author of a uh, new book, which uh, is called Tales from the Hard Drive, which she self-published. And we're talking about how do you you become an author when you don't have a publishing company to do that. And, uh, Megan, it's available on Amazon, correct? How, How do you get the book? Let's tell everybody how they can find it.
2: Yeah, it is, uh, it is on Amazon right now. Um, just Google, you know, or search t- Tales from My Hard Drive, and it's available right now in paperback and uh, Kindle version.
1: And why Tales from My Hard Drive?
2: Um, because the book is about, um, it, mostly about her Internet dating experiences. Um, well, first of all, actually... Um, she's a writer, so she constantly writes stories, and she constantly write, wants to write people letters. And you know, she uses um, writing as kind of a security blanket. Um, so that's how she makes her living. And then the book is largely about kind of these wacky internet dating experiences she has, which she's kind of forced to take this job as a anonymous internet dating reviewer.
1: <laughs> so can we hope to see this, like Sex and the City, as a TV series and then a couple of movies?
2: I pray for that every day, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, so tell us a, c- a couple of the wacky stories that, that came across that are in the book. Sure. But don't give us too much, because we don't want to give away the book. You
2: know? Nope, I definitely won't. Um, uh, Melissa has one date where, um, you know, it, it's kind of an average date, but uh, things are kind of winding up. And he has he mentions a couple um, pornographic references during, during the date, and at the, at the very end, he asks, he hands her a DVD of a, a pornographic movie and asks her to go to his house to watch it. Is um, that wrong? Um, well, on the first date, it might be a little soon.
1: <laughs> really? Oh, gosh, make note of that. Okay. All yeah. guys out there, make note, no porn films on the first date. Okay. Right. <laughs>
2: Um, and then uh, I'll tell you that there's kind of a, a Brett Favre type situation in Ooh. there but to hear the details you got to read the book. Got
1: to read the book, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is really a lot of fun. Uh, before I ask you about Rockman. So yeah. uh, and the book sells for how much?
2: The book is 9.99 in paperback and 4.99 in Kindle and um, to talk about self-publishing again a little bit you know you set your own prices so you know you can change it at any time and oh. you know you uh, what I did basically is I looked for comparable books and then because acknowledging I'm I'm kind of new maybe took a dollar or two off or you know you right. kind of look for other books in the same genre uh, but you can set all that yourself
1: and that's actually very very cool. Yeah, for 4.99 I and mean, that's like buying a quick app on your on you you know in the app store. So that exactly. uh, is well worth it for those of you who are out there that are looking for a fun book to read and and have gone through the horrors, male or female, frankly. Have gone through the yeah. horrors of internet dating. You got to uh, pick up the book online or buy the book at Amazon Tales from My Hard Drive uh and it's under uh, Megan Koresh's name and and I think you'll uh, you'll enjoy the book so look that up. Now, Megan is also a I guess, you, from at least what my daughter tells me, you're a professional drummer.
2: <laughs> um, I think I'm still maintaining amateur status, but yeah, I, I am a drummer for um, a band here in Southern California. You know, we, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, they don't, don't be modest. Now, I, you know, if you're <laughs> as good a drummer as you are, or, or as good an author as you are a drummer, I think you're going to sell millions of copies of your book. But now, have you played rock band?
2: I have played rock band, yes.
1: And how does that compare for somebody that has these ambitions of being a drummer? You know, I've always thought, how cool would it be to be a drummer? I'm one of those that wants to do it without learning, so it's a bit of an issue for me. <laughs> uh, but, you know, how does it compare playing rock band versus uh, playing being a real drummer?
2: Um, I think, uh, to, it, my honest opinion is that you can't really learn to play drums by playing rock band. Um, you know, to me, drumming is about what sounds you make with the drums mm-hmm. um and you know you don't really get that when you're playing rock band and don't get me wrong it is a wonderful party game and right. it's fun to get everybody into but as far as an actual learning tool for drums i, I wouldn't say it's very helpful well, Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not just saying that because i'm not that good at it but i just <laughs> I, I think that you know i really do think you need to know what sound the drum is making
1: so what you're what you're telling us now is if and I think you're insulting my daughter now because I believe she thinks she's a real drummer now because she's quite <laughs> good on Rock Band. She uh, is. It's true. So you can't you can't pick up you can't go from Rock Band to buying your own drum set and playing the drums, right?
2: I wouldn't think so, but you know maybe I, I I've never seen it happen. I've never heard of it <laughs> happening. I don't I don't think so.
1: I think that Ringo Starr actually started on Rock Rock Band. Uh, <laughs> he might have. In the early computer days, you know, I think he that was his first gig on. Uh, was actually on a rock band. Uh, all right, Mega. well, tell us again uh, where we can find the book.
2: Okay, Tales from My Hard Drive is available on Amazon, and uh, there's a Kindle version and a paperback version. And if, can I give an email address as
1: you well? You absolutely can.
2: Um, I, for questions about the book or self-publishing, uh, I can be reached at talesfrommyharddrive at gmail.com.
1: Well, good luck with the book. We hope it's Wonderful. a roaring success, and everybody out there should spend 5 bucks at least or, or 10 bucks on the hardcover, and then let me know what you thought of it. Megan, thank you so much for joining us, and I hope it's a great success.
2: Thank you so much for having me and helping me with the book. Thank My
1: you. My pleasure. Take care. Uh, okay, let's let's move on to the, the last couple. This is so funny. I know Marcia wanted to be here for this, but uh, these great characters. Kitchen items that were in here. Uh, so the chopomatic, you know, everybody kind of remembers. This. It's a plastic thing, and you, it, it slices, it dices. If I remember right, it was kind of the commercials that had these things. The chopomatic came out in 1956, invented by Ron Popeil, uh, and that was his first gadget. And it was very inexpensive. I don't see a pricing on this, but I, you know, I seem to remember it was like seven, eight bucks. And of course, in those days, in the in 1956, in the early years, uh, that was uh, about right for appliances, non-electronic. Appliances. It ended up selling in excess of 2 million units, and that started his empire, the Popil, uh, a million, I remember the Fishomatic. Then, uh, let's see, in 1955, Toshiba, which we all think of today as televisions and electronics, they actually made the world's largest rice cooker. Now, I don't know much about cooking, but I will tell you the automatic rice cooker, which was invented in 1955, took the hassle out of rice preparation. Uh, Modern units now use overnight timers and alarms and monitors and such, but this was kind of the first electronic uh, rice cooker. So that was 1956. Then, this is kind of a funny one, in 1963, they came up with the Hasbro Easy Bake Oven. Uh, kids loved this thing. It was, you know, it was a toy, but it actually used the heat from a standard light bulb, an incandescent filament, uh, reached thousands of degrees Celsius, which was white hot. Heated the surrounding air enough to turn a puddle of goo into a two bite cake in just eight minutes. Uh, Hasbro went to uh, lengths to keep the kids from putting their hands in the chamber, uh, which had mixed success, including there was a child who actually, sadly, re- required a finger amputation uh, in nine. 19- uh, and there were 249 children that were actually hurt and was recalled in 2007. So, uh, to su- it was a great success for financially, but it had a lot of issues attached to it. Uh, moving forward, we then go to the electric carving knife. Now, this is one we still, I just, uh, for Thanksgiving dinner, I used an electric Carving knife. Uh, this came out in 1964. It was the brainchild of uh, inventor Jerome Murray. He invented the airport boarding ramp. Interestingly enough, uh, the electric carving knife was a response to the belief that women of the early 60s were so uh, harried in the kitchen that after preparing dinner, they were too weak to actually cut the food. So they spent all day cooking, but was unable to cook it, uh, cut it rather. So the electric carving knife, uh, which. Again, they say it's a novelty item today, but I still use it. I still think it works great. Uh, moving forward, we don't have much time left to do this, so I'll give it just uh, one or two more. In 1967, the first Amanda radar, Amana rather, a Amana radar range oven microwaves technology, which actually kind of got its start in 1947 in early computers. They were huge, took about 20 years to shrink the sizes down, but that was 1967, the first uh, radar range. And then this is one that we all love and can't do without, and it's actually the trash compactor. Uh, 1968 was the first trash compactor, which was something we take for granted today in the uh, kitchens. We used to burn our trash or do whatever in them so uh maybe we'll hit some more of these next week got some some more to come and some really cool stuff ahead uh and then next week as i say Marsha will be back with us we'll have our uh, usual show do a lot of uh, new technologies that are coming out next week we'll talk a little bit about the chumbie which we've talked about before which is a personalized internet media device that you can keep in your bedroom and use it to watch the net and look at things on the net uh that's coming up next Anyway, thank you, as always, for joining us from wherever you are in the world listening to us. I hope that you enjoyed the show as much as I did doing it for you. As always, I tell you, please do not drink and drive. We want you back with us next week. Have a great week. You're listening to Mark and Marcia on Computer and Technology Radio. where the worldwide leader and Internet. You've been week. listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier, produced by Brain
0: Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. It's a fact. Thousands of real people all over the world are quietly building large personal fortunes from home without ever touching any products. Join us now. Global Domains International and .WS website domain names are becoming household words. Get started now for free at www.prosperity.ws. That's prosperity.ws as in website. Everyone goes to Vegas at some time for business or pleasure. Why pay for overpriced hotels? WS Radio has a super deal two nights and three days for only 30 bucks. But there is a catch you need to listen to a one hour seminar. But hey, for 30 bucks, you can't beat it. Learn more at wsradio.com forward
2: slash Vegas. That's wsradio.com forward slash Vegas.